Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop, the podcast, all things pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise course. Joining me is my co-host, Biko. Hello, everyone. Hope you guys had a good weekend. I know it's fucking cold outside right now. I guess we're in the Midwest, so we're getting a little cold, a little bit of a cold front. Um, I hopefully, the promise you this episode will be longer than last week's episode, because... At the time we were recording, you know, we we just got through, we had a tough, like, last week was a tough weekend last weekend because, you know, our mom recently shared with us that she's got cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, she was worried how we were going to react and it's just last weekend, you know, we weren't feeling with it because we were still, like, shaking up, but right now we're being there for her, we're showing her our support and... I said, you guys who have family members or had to go through the same thing, hope you're giving them support as well. I hope you, everyone else could get checked because, yeah, it's not an easy thing, though. Because sometimes if you get it early, it's easier to fight against it. And there's people that, you know, they detect themselves too late. So, yeah, take advantage. If you have health insurance, take advantage. You know, get yourself checked up, you know. Because you never know. Because there's, sometimes there's no symptoms of it. You'll be a little pain, a little cough, but you never know. But, yeah, I'm going to be there for our mom and... We're praying that, you know, everything goes well. She's supposed to have surgery coming up in December. So hopefully everything goes well with that. So, other than that, I actually checked out Disney Plus Day last last Friday. Um, they were showing, like, I ended up watching the, I guess, part one, the World Coin Jeff Goldblum. Though he had, like, the first five episodes up. And they had um, Jungle Cruises available to stream on Disney Plus. Um, also, uh, Shang-Chi. The Ten Wings is now available to stream on Disney Plus, and then I saw the Marvel, um, kind of like a Marvel Studios review. So they were showing like the pretty much what shows were in the past this past year, and what and little snippets of stuff that's coming up this year. Um, like they show some little small little like snippets of what future shows are coming up. They showed a little bit of uh, Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac. They show a little clip of that. Um, they show the little clip of um, almost like a two minute clip of Hawkeye, because that's coming out later this month. So they show a scene with him and Haley Stan- uh, Jeremy Renner, Stan- Stan- Stanfield, like in the scene with Kate Bishop and uh, Hawkeye as well. Like a little snippet of that, a little snippet of She Hulk. They show a little snippets of that as well, and also uh, Miss Marvel. It was just like like short trailers, it wasn't like long trailers. And then they also announced the second season of Marvel's What If. So they're making a season two of it, and of course, um, they announced more Spider-Man freshman year. So I wonder if that's gonna be an animated series that's supposed to be based on Tom Holland's Spider-Man. 
So when he's a kid in high school, he's a freshman. So maybe that. Um, they also uh, decided to revive a show that's been gone since the nineties, and it's being dubbed X Men '97. So this is a continuation of the old. If you guys remember, if you were born in nineties or grew up in the nineties. Um, remember on Fox, they used, they used to show they had some minor entertainment helped out with the with the show. It was X Men, the animated series, it was based on Chris Claremont's like run of X Men, basically. And pretty much, you know, it ended like around '96. It went for a while though. It was one of those X Men shows. It was under the same like studios that did like Marvel animated series, Fantastic Four, Iron Man. Like it was the same animation company doing all of them. But what makes this one special is. Marvel Studios is going to work on the animation. And of the, the series? Yeah, it's going to be the same. They already showed the picture. It's the same. It's a continuation of the 96, of the original series. It's a continuation. So it's not every, it's just a continuation they're saying. And they're bringing back all the core, the core cast members that were in the original are coming back for the series. Plus, some new actors are coming in that voice other characters are being joined the lineup. Yeah, I mean, they got to keep it fresh. But. Um, and they're calling X Men '97. It's supposed to come out either next year or the year, I think twenty twenty three possibly. Or... Oh, so it's just they're just talking about they're not. It's not actually like no. It, they announced it, but it's still in the works. Mm. Okay. And they're showing like other stuff that's coming out soon and everything too. Right. Like the, the TV saying, shows, like, but and then Loki season two, that's still it's coming. Always, like half of it, because I did see. That. And then Agatha, the so, character from WandaVision's getting her home like show as well. Yeah, that's good. So they're, they're like expanding upon like the universe and stuff. So they had that and the same thing with Pixar. Um, they had a little Pixar retrospective of shows that got coming up in films. Um, I started to finish Monsters at Work, which is like basically a sequel to Monsters Incorporated. Which I got to finish Monsters at Work, but it's a continuation of Monsters Incorporated. But it's cool because it's other people, other monsters, but Sully and Mike are trying their best to run the company, basically. You know, because this is what I like. It's like a sequel to like Monsters Inc., but it's like now it's like these other monsters now. It's like they expanded the universe. So we just see them when they're working. Yeah. Okay. But there's like different characters. Okay. I, I, I saw the first episode. I saw right. the first episode. You can defend it all you want. That's cool. I I still haven't finished it, dude. No, I'm not gonna say I'm I'm gonna sound like a Disney hater. Um, but I'm just gonna be honest. Nobody asked for that. Um, I get I get that like yeah let's continue Monsters Inc. Everyone loves Monsters Inc. Incredible movie when it came out. Um, Monster University never seen it. Me, I'm just saying, as personally as someone who doesn't really revisit stuff like that because it doesn't, it don't. I, for myself, those things don't hit me the same way people who like to watch these things out of nostalgia do. Yeah, I'm all about like, like I said earlier off the air, I like watching. I'm a person like who can watch crappy reality shows and be entertained with them. And I find that more entertaining than revising revising shows from the nineties that I grew up as a kid, thinking that I'm gonna get the same reaction and I'm not because unfortunately I'm not going to have the same reaction. But it's not speaking against the property and what it is. Yeah. It's more or less just I'm done with and like you mentioned, Disney's in the works of doing things like that. I just don't like that we're revising thing or like remaking things that have been done and it worked at the time and then I like, okay, I like to do the continuation of X-Men as an example. Sure, hold on. Sure, yes, an example. Cool, continuation. They, they can tell us all they want. And then you said 2023. 
In that particular circumstance, I get it. They gotta take time. It's an anime show that takes a lot longer than doing a live action thing. However, and maybe you could answer that, but like, who are they selling this to? I I think it's what it is. They're who trying to get more. They're, they're trying to get more people to watch Disney Plus. That's what it is. Yeah, they're trying to expand when it comes to Marvel. They want to become the go to justice for Marvel because right. they want to compete with HBO Max. Because HBO Max has DC, so DC has Titans. They have Harley Quinn, so they need to step up their game and try to. But, and they have Doom Patrol, so you got, you got to think Disney's got to take advantage now that you know they pretty much got most of all their properties back with the digital rights and everything. Mm-hmm. They got to hit you know HBO Max with their hardest. No. Because with DC, you know, they got all those shows. Why? Okay. It's competition, dude. That's what it is. It's competition. These producers got to do competition. Okay, but what's the... Is there really a competition between... Between Marvel and Disney when it comes to, like, who's better at making shit? Because clearly, I don't think there's a competition there. DC's good at making their TV shows. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, they're better... Are they better than Marvel's? I don't know. Netflix, if maybe Marvel and Netflix made better deals and Disney wasn't so stingy on, like, still pumping money... Those shows were good. Oh yeah. So like, I get the competition part, but what in what competition do they really have outside of the streaming platforms? Outside of that, dude, Marvel's got the theater all day. People still went to see Shang Chi. They're gonna still go see Spider Man. They're gonna still and then will, these DC movies come out. Sure, they get a lot of money. And what's the thing that comes out the next day? Trash. Fucking don't waste your time. It's a waste of money. Why are they still making? We have to wait for another year for a director's cut, and it's still trash. So I'm just like. I get, yeah, competition, but, like, there's got to actually be competitiveness for there to be a competition. And I don't see... And I get, like, Disney, yeah, they want to be that forefront. Like, they got to obviously jam-pack their streaming service because it's been pretty... It's the mediocre of the bunch, obviously. I mean, we have so many now, but, like, Paramount Plus... I mean, Pluto TV is probably better than Disney Plus at this moment. That shit's free. Let's be honest here. Because... Yeah, we can bundle shit up, but we literally watched Disney Plus on Saturday... Only to see if Leave It to Beaver, that one movie we loved growing up, was on there. And it wasn't anymore. Which is fucking weird, because it's a Disney movie. So, what I'm saying is, is like, that nostalgia shit isn't going to work anymore. Mm. It worked for the people before our generation, because that they love that shit. Because they love looking back at the shit the way it used to be. Well, I was going to say something. We don't about, like that. Like, you watch something, and then that's your first impression that's of this show. And, and then that's something that's literally not going to be irreplaceable. Yeah. To the same person. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I and I understand. Like, I love the X Men show too. I'll probably see a, sh- a cartoon of it when it comes out because mm-hmm. I do want to see how it looks. And and that show was made well when it came out when we were kids. So like, it's impressive. But like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's not a Disney film. No, it should have fucking been. Oh, uh, Universal. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, Universal had the right yeah. to the movie. So they took it out. But anyway, the point is, is that like, yeah. Disney Plus serves that market to where, yeah, there's nostalgic. And obviously, I'm not saying there isn't a market for people who like to live in nostalgia and watch those programs get a new facelift and all that stuff. That's cool. I understand that. What I'm saying is like, I don't think they're making... What you think is what they're making the content for? I'm I'm trying to understand who they're making it for because I don't I know I also understand that everyone perceives the entertainer like I do when it comes to that, mm-hmm. and I can sound like a hater, but it's only because like I like creativity and freshness as much as the next person, but like the fact that these guys have all the money 
can do whatever they fucking want, and then they 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 do the easiest common denominator and just slap a fresh coat of paint on some shit we've already saw a long time ago. Why do you think people like Shang Chi so much? It's something different. It's different. It's entertaining. Like Eternals, like we haven't even seen it, and I've, all I've heard is that this shows the movie's fucking good. You should go watch it. What Shang Chi? Yeah, all I've heard was that the movie's good. Watch it. Yeah. That's all I've heard. That's all I've seen. Yeah, I can't wait. Now that's available on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm gonna check it so out. So this whole like notion that like oh if, if if we do something new, it's not gonna get market. Yes, you will. Unfortunately, like Netflix has become, for example, like if we're gonna talk shit about streaming services, I, I'll gladly talk shit. Netflix is literally if you're into documentaries about murderers or if you like murderers. That's literally it. It's like a true crime. Basically, it's catered to the true crime. Because what did Netflix do for the half of their decade being around? They can't play the nostalgia thing anymore. No. That's too much money. They tried. too much money they tried. And now that everybody caught up, they got to be different. So what do they do? Oh, we're going to double down on the crime and documentaries Mm -hmm. and specials on comedy. Which, by the way, that's the reason why I have Netflix. Other than that, if... I mean, for me, Netflix for me is just a ritual anime that now... Which I was surprised that now... They're releasing anime weekly. Like, they're right. doing certain series they're actually doing weekly now. I think they're doing two of them called Blue Period, which it's um, like a... That's a good one. It's actually about a student who's having struggle. He's in our class, so he's having struggles, which I got to see. And I heard I've, the manga is really good. I got to read it first. But they're releasing that weekly. And then the other one is um, called Komi Can Communicate. Komi Chaka Can Communicate, which is about this girl who, I guess, she has kind of like this social anxiety... And the way she looks, she's cute and all. And all the people are thinking, oh, her silent meaning that, you know, she's too stuck up or people perceive her as being, you know, stuck up. They're afraid to talk to her. No, she's not. She has that fear of social anxiety. And she reaches out to this guy who's an artist, who her classmate, who tries to help her out through these like social, awkward social situations and help her out. And that's another manga that I got to read too. But that's being released weekly on Netflix. And because I have my anime list and they kept showing, you know, these are the ones to look out for when they're coming out. Look for the one that's coming out for this season and stuff. And now that Netflix is like, that's the reason why I watch Netflix just for the original animes. Right. But that's but what, like you have a specific, like you. I have a Netflix specific, like I go in for specific thing. Okay, now, and eventually this was going to happen. Like you yeah. have to do that at the end of the game. You have to because like Netflix was trying to be everything and it can't anymore. And it was trying and it's still reaching, but it can't. So now it's going to focus on what it does best is that it's original content. Uh, anime documentaries and specials, limited series runs too as well because they've done. And I'm not like flagging them for that because what they what they focused on they do do well. But there is a saturation that's been happening. Mm-hmm. And even when I do like, mind you, the fact that I had to like look for just use Disney Plus just to see if this video is on there. Which yeah, I get it. But it was a mood thing. It wasn't because yeah. like I'm strictly only gonna pay for Disney Plus because I only want to watch Disney movies for the rest of my life. Like there's, I know there's people who are out there that do that. Yeah, I know that there are. I used to live with a person like that, so I I get it. But what I want to know is like, and not to slag the X Men shit, but like 2023, I get it. I think 2023. Like, don't look you think it up. that's Hold gonna on. just like? Because I might be wrong. Maybe I got read it wrong, but let me double check to make sure. But I believe it's. Let me see. X-Men well, it's just that, like they always do this Marvel shit a lot, and they always they always tell us they announce all this shit, and it ends up never making it. Like it never gets materialized. Squirrel Girl never happened. All this other shit never happened. And they'll they'll keep to saying, well, you know, the pandemic really set us back. No, it didn't. You've been saying. Yeah, twenty twenty three. That's what it's saying. You see what I'm saying? Like. They get, dude, it's like the same thing when we do a climate change shit. Oh, we'll, we'll turn everything by 2025. We guarantee it. It's like, no, you don't. But 
but I feel like another reason that they do that, like they announced it so early so people could start their subscriptions in yeah. anticipation. Because that's what it was. Right. That's what the reason why Disney Plus Day was to show what's coming out. We're you talking know, about a it's year. Like it, yeah. It's been around for what, two years now? It's two, like three right. years now. Right, but you want to now. Disney Plus for a around, year, dude. A year of But they were offering for starting off for like one ninety nine for the first month and after that's like they're just starting. Right, off. but this X Men has never come out yet. Yeah. And you're talking about But you can still watch the old X Men to get yourself right, prepared for it. If I want to watch the new shit, why would I want like do you understand what I'm saying? Is that like if I wanted I'd just go on YouTube. Because five other dudes already made that and ripped it onto the their collection it was on YouTube. Do you understand what I'm saying is that like all the shit Disney Plus has, there's a bunch of other things who already have it. And that's the and unfortunately like yeah they bought a bunch of shit and they do have a lot of market space, but like that's my question is you just said it yourself they can go back and watch an older one but they're you can watch that in a week and then cancel your subscription so like yeah. you gotta keep them on the tail for a year on if in like you mentioned say if they only want to oh fuck I I love the action series growing up I'll just buy Disney Plus as soon as I hear that it comes out but remember you gotta think you got yeah. you get the Star Wars stuff too you got man but if I don't care about Star Wars tech. who gives a fuck right. but you have National Geographic so they got a lot of I don't care about that shit so. why should I buy it. I'm being devil's advocate because for it's a valid reason. Is it like if I don't give a shit about that, like you, like they're banking on someone subscribing to them just to watch this one thing, and like they've been doing this since they started, right? They've been banking on the Mandalorian was good, right? Imagine if it wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. They were banking so high that people were gonna just fuck with it because it's a new Star Wars thing, right? And I'm that person. I'll fuck with it, but it's because it was actually good. Because I think what happened was right. the whole like down the whole backlash of, of soul. That's why I think the Mandalorian was like a big gamble. Yeah, yeah. Because be, because the whole like expanding universe, expanding Star Wars. Well, they showed that like you just can't be making, you can't keep reaching for this bullshit that worked thirty years ago and thinking that like you're gonna get the kids of the people just because they think their kids are gonna like it. No fucking way, dude. Just because, like, we can just look at our parents. Like they like. They still watch Mexican soap operas and shit and all that stuff. They're like, it's the same shit every year, but they still watch it, right? And it's like they have the same actors, all that stuff, but the plot lines are different. The the storylines are somewhat different, right? Now they start doing cartel shit, so it's becoming more. It's more modern, more now. modern, but also it's been racy and it's been getting them the ratings, right? And they're going onto Netflix. So what I mean is that like. What is Disney Plus trying to do when it comes to thinking that they can ride that wave another year? And like and then also try to, I don't know, within that year mm-hmm. throw in a couple of fishing lines of like, oh hey, just don't forget we're also gonna be making uh Jungle Cruise 2 come in in a couple months I don't know like or <laughs> what's what's um the fucking uh, res- the rescue rangers imagine they make that a live action they just announced it and it's never gonna be made who nobody asked for it but here we go like do you know what I mean like I, I like that they there's creativity in Hollywood but like they're in a desperate situation what the fuck are they doing yeah they shouldn't be doing like let's do Ghostbusters 3 like what are we doing? Like, why like are we Ghost doing another Ghostbusters coming out? Like, like Ghostbusters Afterlife? I mean, that... Yeah, like, it's... I just... I don't know, like, it's... We we were lucky that we were able to grow within both eras, right? Yeah. And I hate to be the person, but, like, I want to give them a chance and give them... Yeah, take my money, but also I'm just kind of like, at least try. Because you're not going to get my money that way. But that's me. It's just, I don't understand... I would, would want a little more creativity from the guys who get all the money to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I think the most the the most captivating thing I've heard all week is that like Will Smith's book is really good. Mm-hmm. His biography came out this week. Yeah. So like, I want like I didn't think I would want to read a book about Will Smith after so many years, but look, we grew up with the guy, and now I want to hear what he has to say. That's more entertaining to me than the fact that Disney Plus is really like the like Disney Plus has Shang Chi, right? Was and then they have John Cruise. I wanted to see John Cruise because it looked all right and Rock looks pretty funny in it, so I wanted to see how it is. And it's a ride, right? So like, yeah, yeah it's based on the mythology of the ride. Yeah, yeah. It's like when they do with Pirates of the Caribbean, they took the concept of the ride, but they yeah. get, they give a story element to it. And look how they, they they made four movies, five movies out of that thing. You know that's create that to me is creative shit. Disney did that with just the ride. You're telling me they have to do this shit with X Men, and I'm not saying I'm not gonna watch it. It's just that like they made a five movies on a ride. A fucking ride that's just a ride. And you're telling me they can't hire six people to get in the room and think of something? Like, and, and they're like, here, we'll give you Jungle Cruise and the Rocks as a star in it. Good luck. And look what they made. It's probably, it did really well. It's probably going to get a second one. And then Shang-Chi, which everyone didn't even know the character. It's it's an Asian, an Asian character in the main role. And it ends up being the highest grossing Marvel movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Right on the office on the bigger than Black Panther, right? Didn't it beat Black Panther? Did it beat Black Panther? I don't know, but it might have. Mm. Internationally, maybe I don't know. Let's see. Change. Mm-hmm. Have to look that up. But oh shit! I just said something. I'm not sure. Yeah, sure, I'm not sure. About. <laughs> well, no, I did. Like it was breaking some shit, but like that's what I mean. It's just like. Yeah, so far, Shang-Chi, it says here, right now it's uh, about 430.1 million, 430. million U.S. dollars right now. Just in U.S. domestic. Yeah, it's the highest grossing film of 2021, $224 million to date, only after other films across $200 million this year. Goldie Venom, Let There Be Courage, has eclipsed 441 globally in the box office. See that? And that was with the just so their domestic numbers was just as competitive with the with the international grossing of the Venom movie. Yeah. And that was just domestic. Holy shit. And that was in a pandemic year. Mm-hmm. So that just if that doesn't show you that people still want some creativity in their shit, like I don't know what to tell you. That's why like sometimes when I hear that they're revitalizing some of the stuff, I'm just kinda like I like that it's a continuation at least, but like I'm also like why? You know, I want to know why. Like, there's got to be... And then we got Spider-Man coming out next yeah. month, and then Marvel just released... Uh... Oh, shit. Okay, so... Highest the... grossing of this year. Just the, so high just, just this year, year, dude. Because remember, they just barely... You've seen it past Black yeah. Widow, and Black Widow should have got her movie 10 years ago. Yeah. And or... look at that. And, and, but do you see what I mean? It's like I think Black Widow should have been released before Endgame because it kind of like... Yeah, It kind of killed up. it because it's like... We all know what happens to her Endgame. Yeah. That's what it is. To me, it was like if they're going to do Black Widow, they should have released it before Endgame. So they tried to make a Tarantino movie. They did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, we saw a little, like, because you know they were worshiping Steve Feige or whatever his name, Kevin Feige, whatever his name is, like the the head of Marvel and that's keeping everything together with his vision and stuff. And it's worked so far. Obviously, we've been falling for ten plus now. But also, like, oh yeah, they announced Marvel Zombies. It's got a it's got slip. announced too. Yeah, they show a few minute, a two second clip of Secret Invasion. Oh, sweet. Okay. So Marvel Zombies as well is going to have a, a show as well. 
Because I think they teased it in uh, What If, which I gotta see. But it's, it's the animated show, which featured, you know, cool. What If situation with the Marvel heroes, which they had like an overarching storyline in the animated show. It was like CG, mm-hmm. but it's like they had most of the actors from like the films to reprise their roles in the animated. Of course, Chadwick Boseman recorded his final lines as T'Challa oh, yeah. in What If. Yeah. And for him, T'Challa is picking up by the Ravagers, so he's part, he's actually Star Lord. I guess Killmonger is like the good guy in good. in the What If, and then they got and basically what's kind of cool is they do have a little Marvel zombies in there, but now they're they announced it's gonna be its own project. Echo's another Marvel studio spinoff, I think so it's called Echo. Well, Echo and then um, Ironheart as well. Oh sweet, Ironheart's gonna be coming soon too. You got Miss Marvel coming out soon, so like they show little clips and thing with like I said, they show little clips of um of She Hulk as well. Of She Hulk, yeah. Because they got that one actress, she's gonna be in there. So they're not even gonna do a movie. No, it's doing a series. But Mark Ruffalo's gonna be in there, so you get to see the Hulk, basically. The fuck this me? And then, I mean, like I said, it like it's, it's just you know it what? was. I was just trying to do his thing, and then of course, um, was it our buddy Mondo went to go see Dune, which I haven't seen Dune. I think Dune came out already. Yeah, it did. It's, we have HBO Max. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know how how it is. Because I never seen the original movie, but I guess the novel it's based on a sci fi novel from like the the sixties, I think. And yeah. I was listening to Trash Taste, and they were talking about it because it's basically like a political. It's basically a political science movie. That's basically what it is. And uh, Dune's basically political. Yeah, it's like a spice. It's a, it's a spice. Um, it's a space spice politics. World. Yeah, it's yeah. A politics. Yeah, right. But it's because they ran out of spice. And this fucking thing, yeah, it's crazy. I gotta read the book, but yeah, the book's like yeah. They said the book takes place in the, it, the book was written in the sixties, but mm-hmm. but the movie, like people are saying, oh, it's not that much action because it's basically the book is mostly like a political science, it's politics basically. So if you're into politics, yeah, you'll be interested in Dune. It's also a long ass book. <laughs> but and, the sad thing, the book only adapted yeah. like the movie only adapted like a certain part of the book or something. Or like remember when they did um, they did the the Stephen King book with Idris Elba and. Um, and Michael McConaughey and all that, but it didn't. It did terrible because they just couldn't. Oh yeah, what's it called? Oh, what's it called? Dark Tower, I think it's called. Yeah, that whole series, and that's one of Stephen King's best stuff. And like, for them to conceptualize into a movie was already going to be a hard thing to do, and that's it bombed because it was a hard task to take on. And and I think like Dune, Dune is going to have those type of books. They always seem to get Wolf. Well, Flack from the people who read the original material because it's like it's not going to be exactly the book. I'm fucking pissed, and it's like, well, we can't make everything like the Lord of the Rings, right? We can't expect everything to be actually a a decent adaptation of the book, but the director still puts their spin on it and it works. Mm-hmm. But with Dune, like I think it's long enough. There was a, a good cast on it that I, I'm sure that was going to get that flack regardless. But it's like you also get a lot of fans who maybe never read the book either, and they're not going to read it, so they're already pissed. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to read it first yeah. before watching, just to get that good grasp. Because that's what it is. Like any, any film that's based on a book, I think it's better if you read the book first, just to get a big, better concept. You know what you're going to go into. Because sometimes, you know, they either have to take certain things out just for time constraints, or to get the pace of the story flowing. Um, I remember I read Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is a, it's really it's a really good book. It's a, a good like book. if you guys ever read it, it's about the same guy who did uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, mm-hmm. and he takes like these historical things and gives like their own like spin, like a supernatural spin. And what's cool about like 
Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. It's like almost like a diary of itself. And we went to see that movie. And the film was not bad. And the funny thing is, the author wrote the screenplay. Yeah. He wrote the screenplay, but he made it more action packed because he probably felt that. Because you think the book itself. It's like a diary because it's supposedly a secret diary that Abraham Lincoln yeah, wrote. It was cool. It's a it's supposedly it's a diary that it's a <laughs> fictionalized diary that he wrote that when he was growing up he fought vampires. He trained. Yeah. He actually <laughs> was friends with a vampire who helped him take out his own kind. And supposedly, even though he got supposedly assassinated, he technically got re- got revived by uh, his fr- vampire friend to live on in the uh, later on. Spoilers if you haven't read the book, but. The author wrote the screenplay for the film, and I thought the film was great. Yeah, the film was pretty good. He, but I can right. tell the author wrote the screenplay because it kind of felt that, you know, I made it like a diary, but at the same time, it's like, I want to make let it... Let me like, condense it. Let me condense you know, it down. Let some other guy try to make do it. it yeah, let like some other guy do it. Like, yeah. Let me condense it down, make it more action packages, get the audience's attention. And it worked, because it was kind of cool. It got freaking Abraham Lincoln swinging an axe, dude. Fuck. That was like his weapon of choice. No, don't you think Hollywood should do that more often? <laughs> It's higher than Did they do Private Prejudice and Zombies also too? Did they do a film adaptation of it as well? Private Prejudice and Zombies? I, I think know, they did. Probably. Let me see. Because I think that he wrote that one, which I got to read too. But I heard that's a really good book too. Because that was his first book. Then he did Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I, but I, I read Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter because of that. that. But Lord yeah. of the Rings, like, I haven't read The Hobbit. And when, you know, The Hobbit, you know, I didn't read it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I knew the story of it, you know. It didn't but have to be three movies long. That's it didn't have to be three movies long. Originally, it was supposed to be two movies. For some reason, they had a third. Yeah. They wanted to more shit. Because they wanted to expand more. Now you got the... Um, but it's not bad. Because now you got the Lord of the Rings series that's coming out on Amazon. That kind of expands upon the universe. Yeah. It's taking bits and pieces from the other book that Tolkien wrote. wrote the Sumerian. See, which, no. which is like the basically kind of like the, the prequel to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. To The Hobbit as well. Because it kind of expands upon the universe. Which is not bad because now they're taking bits and pieces. You're spanning the universe. It's the same thing with anime. Well, like, but not expand. At that point, you're really not expand. You're giving the origins to the universe. Yeah, basically. Which is that's that serves a purpose and mm-hmm. the creativity of that. That's why I do like, and that's smart that they're doing that. But like, for I, aren't they doing the same show with Game of Thrones? Yeah, they're doing. See um, why? But why? they're doing it on the House of Dragons. They're doing it with the, the Targaryen family. <laughs> why? Because they're an interesting bloodline. They're an interesting they family. They are, but they already fucked up that with the last season. I think that's why trying to, they're trying to redeem themselves. Why? Those guys don't want to do it anymore. No, it's a prequel, dude. It's not a... I know, but those... That's what, what it is. Don't they cast. want to get the two guys to do it? The, the D&D brothers or whatever his name is? They... The... Oh, uh, fuck. What's Some it? of the showrunners? Yeah, the ones who wrote the show. Yeah. I don't... I think it's the same guys. Because, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I... And mind you, I didn't out. see all of Game of Thrones, but I did see a good chunk to it, like the good parts in in that last season. I still gotta watch terrible. the rest of it too, but, but I got it on Blu-ray. Dude, it's just like let me look at House of Dragons. Let me look up who, who's the House of Dragons. Yeah, who are the showrunners? House of Dragons, because that's what they're working on right now. House of Dragons. The Goombas look weird in this part. Probably it's weird. Sorry, guys, we're watching a Bruce Green stream. Watching uh, uh, get, uh, Bruce Green, like uh, who's playing Mario Party superstars, I guess. Yeah, it's based on Fire Blood, written by Jonar Martin. Um, showrunners. There we go. Showrunners. It says the story of Targaryen Civil War that took place about 300 years before the events portrayed Game of Thrones. That's what the synopsis is. Matt Smith from Doctor Who is playing in there. Um, got a good cast, actually. Yeah. It's going to be a good cast in it. It's like basically the Targaryen family, I guess. And mind you, even that show is technically 10 years old. Right? 
Game I'm of Thrones sorry. because it started in 2010. Yeah. That's so, true. I this, is, this falls kind of what I was saying before. Like, why are we doing this? Ryan J. Condal's helping out like, with Like, who it. is this for? Uh, that's that's my No, it's different question. showrunners, dude. It's different. It's not the same guys anymore. It's Ryan J. Condal, George R. Martin, of course, producing Miguel. Oh, it's failed. Vince Arger, Sarah Lee Hess, and Ryan Schmidt. So, it's going to be on HBO, of course. Um, It's basically the prequel. And like I said, it's it's a, it's a like the prequel. It's basically, I guess, it's like 300 years before the main right. series, the main books, like... So, but this is this is what I mean though. This is what I mean by like when I hate on shit. It's because I'm what I'm really want to find out is who are they writing this for, mm-hmm. you know, and like and not just with Game of Thrones. I'm like we just this can go across all things in media and content creation. But like that's what I want to know because you at least want to know you want to reach a target audience mm-hmm. or get a good idea of who you're making this thing for. Yeah, like when people make music. Some of them do say, well, I make this for myself and however you take it, however you take it. Yeah, those are artists mm-hmm. and there's people who make music purely for money. And your your intentions for doing anything is purely on you. I get it. But when it comes to making stuff and your stuff is free for scrutiny, especially in the critique of the public, because that's what you're doing it for. Yeah. Essentially, I don't care who you are. When you make stuff, make art and you put it out there, you're, you have to take it. Unfortunately, but if you can't even answer yourself who you're making this for, even if it's for you, you don't have to give me that answer. If I, all I know is like, oh, I'm making it for myself because it's what I like. Oh, bet. I get it. Mm-hmm. But if like you're, oh, we're making it for the fans of, of X-Men. I was five. Like when I was out and it was cool and it served the purpose when I was five. I'm 30. It doesn't serve that purpose because... I've seen all that. I've life has given me a good amount of shit that X Men's not gonna help me with. Unfortunately, I, I thought it did when I was five. I fucking thought that Jubilee was gonna shoot the stars and blind me, so I never had to see the terribleness in this world ever again. However, I'm just like Cyclops now, <laughs> where oh I can't hide. Uh, but no, like that's what I mean though. Is that when it, at the end of the day, it's like when I do see art being created, I just want to know who is it for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Okay. Like we do this because we. We try to understand and appreciate different media things that are made, and we we reflect on the art and pop culture and what's going on every day in life. But we would hope that there's other people out there who kind of understand that yeah. we have a general interest as well. I like shitting on things, and you, yeah, and you like appreciating things, so it makes sense. It makes sense, dude. Right. That's how that's all purpose of this yeah. podcast. So, but that's that, what guys. I'm saying. Like, we don't have to agree on everything, guys. Right. That's, That's what we're saying. We have a six... Yeah. Just to let you guys know, we have a six-year gap. I'm fucking 36. Yeah. He's 30. We're so we had that six-year gap. So we had that period where, you know, I was in Ninja Turtles first. He wasn't. You know, he came in Ninja Turtles late. He was Power yeah. Dude, you yeah. were like... you were, I was Ninja Turtles. You were Power Rangers. That's yeah. how... That's the difference, guys. How the different difference. Because yeah. I grew up on Ninja Turtles. I'm like... Right now, with the whole... They announced, you know, that we're kind of film. Seth Rogen's working on, this, on the film. Which... You know, I'm curious to see what, but based on what he's sharing and stuff, like, it, I like the logo. He's doing the old school logo, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's good. So I think he's calling it back to, like, what you know, what we grew up on. The way he's doing it. That's the fun turtles. Yeah. yeah. I think he's calling it back to the, I don't know how is he's going to take more from the comics. Maybe he's going to take more of the comics. If you guys haven't read the original Turtles comics. You should. It's really dark and gritty. It's not, yeah. like. If you watch, and that's why I kind of like the '90s film. Like the the first film was my favorite of all time when it comes to the turtle films, because that took because that was in, to me that was an independent film because 
It was a film that got pushed. That was based on a comic book. It was dark, but it had the logo from the cartoons. But it was dark. You know, it took elements from the comics. You know, it was something that they tried to different studios tried to they pitched it to different studios. No one picked it up until New Line decided to pick it up. And it was a film that was filmed in North Carolina, guys. You better know that it was filmed in North Carolina, but they used the screenshots from New York. But mostly it was filmed in North Carolina because you know budget wise, it was independent. So they they reached out to Jim Henson Productions to help with the, you know the animatronics. To make the turtle costumes, which, according to the actors and the people in those suits, man, they were sweating. They lost a lot of weight wearing those suits. Yeah, they look heavy. They were heavy suits. But I think now with this film, I'm curious to see if, how it's going to be. And, you know, the side Rogan show a picture of what the script looks like. And, you know, if he's writing it. I mean, he he worked on The Boys, dude. Come on. Yeah. I can't wait for season... I still haven't, which, I haven't even watched the season of The Boys. And season three's coming out. Which I still got to watch season two of The Boys. What you see, I mean, is that, like, I think... Because he doesn't... Like, him and Evan Goldberg do a phenomenal job when it comes to, like, comics. Because they like us. They grew up on comic books. They read comic books. Which, you know, they don't get several credit. Like, he's a good actor, you know. But he does do good writing. He does write screenplays. He does have hits. But he's like us. He grew up on comics. He read this stuff. You know, he grew up in this stuff. And um, that's why I'm looking forward to it. And then, of course, like, going with, like, comedian, like, what you're seeing, like, what they're making for um, last week, Netflix uh, showed the first cast of One Piece, like the first live action cast. Which to me, people were like, "What the heck?" Yeah, well, they're but be right. it's the most diverse cast I ever seen. The only Japanese actors are one who's playing Zoro, but they got a whole diverse cast. They got like almost they got pretty much a diverse cast playing Luffy because the creator said, "Here's a list of nationalities that each of these characters represent. This is how." I gave you guys a guideline. He's helping out the show. Here's the guideline. This oh, guy could have made it any easier for them. He made he pretty much gave him the template. And what he did, what was cool is the actors. They had a little trailer where the actors introduced themselves. Like they got an African American playing Usopp, which is kind of cool. Um, they got dude playing Sanji. I guess he's training right now. He put a video of himself on TikTok training for for his role Sanji. Um, a lot of the actors are reading the, the manga right now and stuff. And that's cool that even um. Ichiro Oda actually designed a t-shirt to create a one piece to create, uh, create a t-shirt for them. Like a cast t-shirt for them. And they, they've announced those are the five core right now. Um, because it's taking place in East Blue. Which eventually, um, if they do Chopper, he'll probably be CGI. So they'll probably do like almost like... Mado take tips from like, you know, to take the Pikachu and make them like, kind of like almost realistic for Chopper. But that's one series that, dude, I challenge you to watch. We should do a watch together because it's a really good series. One Piece has been out since the anime's been out since ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's right now this coming weekend. It's celebrating its one thousand episode, and Ichiro Oda's still writing One Piece. He started his manga in ninety seven. The anime was animated two years after, and people don't understand what Japanese people manga. People are going crazy over Squid Game. No, but One Piece, dude, bird. you will love One Piece, dude. You will love One Piece. No, I know. I, it's been around long. What well, I, I get that. That's why like, I'm going back. I'm reading the manga like, right now. Just like, 10 years. Like, this guy's been writing since 97. He hasn't gotten a movie, and it's, like, the best, one of the best <laughs> animes out. And you're telling me, like, he hasn't gotten a... But He's talking about, there, there's been One Piece, you know, animated films. And there's ones that he wrote. There's ones where he, the studio, you know, game as a, he was consulting on. But he wrote, like, I think the one he wrote, they decided to release in theaters, was um, Strong World, which he wrote the film with his characters. But there are other One Piece films that, you know, he produced, but... Just not here. He he created right. the characters for the films, but there was ones where he actually wrote and um, they went and they did release it in theaters. Just they had a limited run 
this year, decided to re-release it in anticipation of, you know, One Piece celebrating the 1,000 episode. Because right now I'm reading the manga right now. I'm barely like in Water 7. I'm barely like in Volume 39 of the manga. So it's right now, the manga has been out, it's been over 100 volumes. Like I said, it's one of the longest running manga right now. Anime-wise, it's one of the long, not longest because there's one anime that's been out for years. that's still going on. I forget the name of it. The Simpsons? No, it's not The Simpsons. Oh it's, my it's anime. <laughs> it's an anime that came out in the 60s. But I forget the name <laughs> of the anime, but it was on Trash Taste we're talking about, like what the longest anime is. Mm. Um, like Detective Conan is still going on. That's another anime. And then Lupin the Third just came out with a new season. Lupin the Third by that, 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 that series has been out since like 70s. Which I need to go back and watch the first one. And they, they just released it on part six. Loop on the third part six. And of course, we got Cowboy Bebop coming out this week. I'm so excited for that. They just released some Netflix released more behind the scenes stuff with the actors and like the music and stuff because they get the original composer of the anime doing the music for the show. For Cowboy Bebop. And, and like, I'm excited for the One Piece project as well. But like, dude, we have to do a watch along because I want to get your take of One Piece. We got to do it one day. Just, just to watch along. We can do it like in arcs because the manga doesn't in arcs. But whatever you want, to do, whatever you want to start the anime, let me know. We can do a watch along on the, for the podcast because I think our listeners will probably like to listen, to, like hear your reaction to it, just to give you an idea of like what the show. Because I've seen a lot of podcasts do like things on One Piece and stuff. It's a little popular because it's like kind of OGs. It's kind of like One Piece, Dragon Ball, Naruto. Are like the one, they're like the OPs of the shonen, you know. Universe. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand why. Like, but right now, this generation is like this generation now is like My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, freaking uh, Jujutsu Kaisen are become like the new face of Shonen of this year, of this generation basically. And like My Hero Academia is its final arc too. It's like so many anime fans too are can also be a toxic community. Well, it's also like why these anime studios go crane for the fans right now? Because right now with Netflix, that's what I said. Netflix, no, they know there's a big market in anime. They want to do live action. It sucked when they tried to do American version of Death Note. It sucked. The only saving factor was Willem Dafoe was Ryuk. But that was only it. But at least with this, you know, they're actually working with the creator. <laughs> at least with this One Piece series, they're working with the creator. I know they're trying to do a Sora Online live action. And I know they've been, Netflix is supposed to work on it, but it's been like quiet. But One Piece looks real and promising just with the cast they announced. And it's a little young cast, which is kind of cool. Because honestly, if you look at the ages of the characters, like Nami was like 18. When the first season of One Piece, like, Luffy was, like, a year younger than Nami. A lot of the characters were, like, in their late teens, basically. What's kind of cool is the diverse cast, which just I do like. It's it's really interesting. Like I said, the anime is phenomenal. And, you know, I had to stop because I'm like, I gotta go read the manga. Because everyone kept saying, read the manga, read the manga. I'm like, it's a long task, but that's what I've been doing. I've been dedicating myself to reading One Piece. It's a long series, you know. It's But it's a really good series if you guys like, you know, pirates. If you're interested in the pirates. And what's kind of cool is with Ichiro Oda, he kind of like every place like he makes the characters go, you can tell he's inspired by different cultures. He's you can tell he's inspired by different cultures. He does a lot of research, you know. Obviously, like the lands they go to are inspired by like fantasy and you know, you know different cultures. Like right now, they're right now currently the manga and the and the anime are in the one arc, and of course the one old. Air, the Wano care the Wander uh, territory, of course, inspired by feudal Japan. You know that's Ichiro's love letter to Japan, but order demos. But it's really like I said, One Piece is really good. I do recommend guys if you definitely want to check it out. One Piece, if you yeah, definitely start with the first season. But like I said, it's, 
it's a lot of episodes to watch. <laughs> I mean, I would say just take your time, binging arcs, you know, starting, you know, certain amount of episodes. Of, you know, they, I do, I mean, it do, Funimation does have the dub. Uh, if you want to get the true feeling, first check out the sub first. And then go back and watch it dubbed. Just to get a feel for, like, the characters' voices. But I do recommend you guys check it out. Like, the... The sub version, the original language version, which is really cool. I mean, even the voice actress for Luffy's like freaking hilarious. And as I was watching this one, it was this video on Reddit where I guess they were doing a One Piece celebration, and they actually had the voice actors there, and they had people with wearing costumes of the characters. So what they did was they had the cosplayers next to the voice actors, and they were, the voice actors were voicing their characters while the cosplayers were posing as them, as their characters. And someone had a really cool chopper costume. It was good. Someone had did a Frankie costume. It was like. Freaking amazing, even a Brooke one. So, it's really the the characters are really cool. Luffy has the big greatest power. He's a rubber man, so because he ate the double fruit, which basically gets you these abilities. But problem is, you eat this double fruit, you gain these abilities, but you lose the ability to swim. So if you fall go in the water, you sink because it, it like you gain something, but you lose something. That's why they call it the double fruit. They call it the curse of the double, basically. That's why they call them devil fruits because it's like you're being cursed by the devil. So like you gain ability, but you lose something. They, then that thing is they lose their ability to swim. But you gain these powers. But but he meets all the he like his dream is to be the king of the pirates. Like so that he has a goal, he has a mission. Like he's like a no nonsense character that you know he's driven by a goal to be a pirate king. You know he's grew up by the legends of Goldie Roger who was the king of the pirates. And, Sounds like Ash Ketchum. Yeah, he had that Ash Ketchum type of thing. Yeah. And look at that, Pokemon is still going strong, dude. I don't know, people still follow Pokemon. Like, Pokemon cards have become, like, really relevant again when it comes to, like... Because you see people streaming, people That's opening product cards. Yeah. But Switch is becoming popular than, like, the it's card games, yeah. The only yeah. Otherwise, like, it wouldn't Well, think it. about it, right? So, yeah. like, okay, so... Let me... I'm gonna... As bare bones as this sounds... I'm gonna just, like... Just hear me out. Yeah, okay. go ahead. It's strange, I find it very strange that the shit that pissed me off as a child are the things that are inter- are considered entertainment for the kids of today. Mm. Mainly, the <laughs> fact that we're watching other gamers do shit. And then mind you, I take this entertainment too. Mainly phasmophobia gaming shit because like, I'm never going to play that game, but I like watching other people do it. Or like creepy horror games when they click, like click adventure, shit like that. But... I never thought that, like, people would find enjoyment in watching other people play video games. Okay, the reason... Right? Can I give you my reason? Yeah, go ahead. My, especially on Twitch, I guess, but YouTube too, mm-hmm. it's just the conversation in between, not actually really the gameplay. And so it's the person doing the Yeah, the it's the thing. person. Okay. Yeah. The personality, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, and mind you, like, man, I feel like I, I would be fun. You Watch me play NBA would be fun. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. To me, like, I have fun watching myself play NBA just because, like, I get so mad. But yeah. I can see why that. Now, mind you, like, okay, so if we consider that a lot of kids are just watching YouTube... Yeah, every mm-hmm. mostly just streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got if they're only and then say some of these kids are paying money to donate to their favorite Twitch streamers and or they're and, paying five bucks or a they're month paying five bucks a month yeah. for a subscription to their favorite content creators. Mm-hmm. All power to them, mm-hmm. you know. Like I'm all about that. It's very punk rock. I love it. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not. Hey, believe sli- me. I'm not slamming Twitch by any means. I just I'm trying to understand. Mm-hmm. Now. 
when I say it's it's strange that like the things that I never thought would be, let alone a career, let alone entertainment, yeah, became an actual viable career path for some people if they work hard enough for it, like anything mm-hmm. else, right? The yeah, because that, that's how like, it was during the pandemic last year. That's they said like basically one of the things was yeah, for, there you, was a big uh, influx YouTube, of people, Twitch and OnlyFans. That's all you. That was the big do. influx because that's what it was because yeah. people couldn't go out to work. What do you think they're gonna do? That's why a lot of like console sales went up, like PC and console sales went up because yeah. people were stuck at home. They mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. And that's for me. I'm barely like honestly with Twitch. They have really strict like guidelines just to get affiliate. I'm I'm, I'm always accomplished. Well, the they have things. to, dude, because everybody wants to make a Twitch. They have to be. See, with me, it's like and what they're paying and stuff. That's yeah. their money. That's their paying. So like they want to, and because it's their investors. So I get that. What I want to know is like like what the appeal of it is. No, because today I heard today randomly. But, like, it's the Peloton stock and the Zoom stock went terribly down today just alone because I was, uh, I think they did, like, some study that 70% of, I don't know the demographic they ran, but, like, 70% of people are back at work, yeah. right? Yeah. Full, like, hybrid or what, but they're at least at They're at work again. In-person yeah. so, work. So, they're not using, like, Zoom so, that much anymore. Like Zoom's Yeah, so, the being... speculative to stock on Peloton and Zoom went down, like, Terribly, there's nobody's at home anymore working out on the bikes and right. Well, that and, and well, because the allure of yeah, not everyone's working from home. Second, that fact that like you got to pay a subscription to their programs to on your Peloton bike to keep it fresh, which I get as a business model, it makes sense, but like realistically, I don't think people were going to pay for that once they were able to go to gyms again without wearing a mask. <laughs> I don't have a gym. I don't have a gym membership at the moment, so I don't know if, if some places are doing that still with masks and whatnot. But I can see why people wouldn't like that. Um, but what I mean is that like we're entering this weird phase where everyone everyone's basically living normal again mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I know in cities it's still very much what you saw worry, last yeah. year, which is still strange to me, but I get it. Um, now. Why now? I want to know, considering our upbringing, and I don't think we were given that option of just becoming fucking YouTube stars and stuff. But I remember a lot of the stuff you would we would come up with when we were kids, and you would do was very similar to what people are doing now. Such as you would make your own movies. You, you personally would make your own movies with a camcorder. Like you would make your own, you would make your own movies. You'd make your own tutorials on on video, on games and stuff. You were, and now you're doing your thing for Twitch, right? Please follow my brother if you aren't already. But yeah, it's you're, you're essentially doing what you were doing as a kid, right? Yeah, I did like. I used to do what I did was I made these films based on games. Yeah, I made these video it was game wild. movies. He was doing it at like twelve. I was doing like at thirteen years old. I did Sonic really? Adventure for Dreamcast. That's how old I am, guys. I am old. Like I tell you, I used to do that and. I did that. I did Kingdom Hearts. What I did is I just connected a system to the TV, got like a videotape recorder, and just connected to the videotape recorder and recorded to there. Right, but you but you were 13, right? I was like 13 years old. Well, now, this was like what 13 year old is doing that? Isn't that crazy? Like now there's 13 year olds who are like, they can do a Twitch. You know how easy that was for them now that they can just like set up and go, as long as their parents are wealthy enough and like they're able to provide. See, for with them. me, it's like. Isn't that crazy? With me, I just had the, the, the console itself. I, I just shared through the console. You know, I don't have a PC. You know, I would love to get a PC, but I'm like, I'm more of a console gamer. I right. mean, yeah, I would like to go get, get a Steam thing. It's like, it's a big commitment. You know, it's like, 
But I'm so, like, used to being a console. And, like, I'm playing on PlayStation 4. There's still people watching me play on PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because it's still relevant right now because PS5 is still the hardest system to get right now to the point where I had to sign up right now and wait until Sony could send me an email saying, hey, we got it. which they're actually going to... Which they should have done in the first place. Which they should have done in the first place. They should have restricted just for people that have a membership with PlayStation. Which Whoa. that's what they did this go around now. So if but you can buy direct from them, what they did this time is I had to like fill out, you know, put my name, put my PlayStation account, they had to verify to make sure it's me. Well they can't do that because you're gonna alienate they're gonna alienate. No, them. but they're doing it right now yeah, for the holidays. I was say, like, they're doing it. They're trying to stop the botch, dude. Trust that every single person who's yeah. a consumer of your product has is your gold buy membership. The new one. Yeah. yeah. No, that they're doing it to stop the resellers to stop the bots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're doing in this or year help, for the holidays. Help mitigate that a little. That's bit. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's why I have to wait until they send me an email that I think they'll send me like an invite code or something that it'll be my own personal code that could go in and hey, you know, when they tell me oh this thing's available. Which is good. It's like, not bad. It's manual. Because I know, like, with Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo's still going on. But, yeah, going back to that, yeah, I did that stuff before, you know. I used to do, like, freaking stop motion videos <laughs> with my wrestling figures back then, too. I used but to, do, like, you, do you, yeah. And, I used to do content stuff before YouTube became a thing. And, yeah, I had a, people don't realize, it, if you guys try to find For me. nobody else to If you guys watch. try to find me on YouTube, it's franchise. I had a vlog. I actually had a vlog. Yeah. This was, like, a pre-podcast. This was me just in a front of my phone. Ago. I just used my phone. It was a vlog. And I talked about the stuff that we talked about in the podcast. I've talked about it a long time ago. Only that I, ever since I discovered podcasting, I decided to shift that focus. I'm getting to the point now, if you guys don't know, last week, you know, I'm telling you how I had these mental issues. I'm working on them. One of my goals is, which I already did, I'll show it to you guys, because I'm trying to be more open. My first goal was to go to a movie theater by myself, which I did. I proud myself. Yeah, it's the best. That was the, one of my goals. Yeah. My second goal is to go to a restaurant again by myself. Oh, that's even better, dude. And my third oh, goal it's so, it's so is fun. possibly start the vlog again. But not like a pop culture vlog, just a day-in-the-life vlog where, you know, walking down the streets of our neighborhood or going driving somewhere or just walking somewhere when my day's off. Just to share you guys what I'm going through, you know. I'm trying to work myself. But yeah, I'm like, I've seen these guys on YouTube. I follow a lot of YouTubers and stuff. You know, you see a lot of content like, Video game people watching people playing video games, it's still like a big thing. Like you said, phasmophobia became yeah. a big thing of last year because of the pandemic. And that's the thing, which is nice now. Like, as much as people say, well, you got to find a niche, a niche, it was because it is still important that, like, we still get a big, there's such an expanse of content now that it's impossible to follow. Like, the thing that gets me is music, right? So, like, I can't, like, it's impossible to keep them now. It just mm-hmm. is. So, so I, don't, I, think like, I don't get any kid who tells me if they go to a festival and they know every single artist on the lineup, they're fucking lying to you. So, because I used to be the person who did know all the fucking people there. And, and then look at, then you see Netflix least, right now, they're showing a trailer. And apparently, they're yeah. showing a trailer for League of Legends. Well, like, some of these, I'm just like, fuck, SoundCloud ruined everything. But no, like, what I mean is that, like... Like ABBA. Who decided to make yeah, it like, up like, made that shit. years, man. Yeah, but you know what they did? They're like, no, we're going to do this virtual reality shit. And who else is better to do it but fucking ABBA? They did a virtual reality Yeah, dude. It's like a whole concept around... The, the whole album's going to be like a... Yeah, it's like a concept around virtual reality. But like, yeah. Because why the fuck not, right? And look, mind you, look. We didn't... We, we, we weren't around when ABBA was big. But we got lucky because we were exposed because of our mom. But do you understand that, like, this is what, and I'm going to reroute it back to who is this for? This is why I say, like, not everybody gets exposed 
to just like especially nowadays where it's way different like unless everything's you're so yeah everyone's yeah everything's so down yeah yeah diluted everything's mm-hmm. so there's that whole analog digital connection is gone mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we already have that so like we're able to transcend both areas because we know how to behave in that. We know that space. We understand the references. We understand what it was and how important it was to the culture. It's like with these the- kids don't because they don't have. This is what I mean when they create these properties. They're like, oh, it's gonna be a hit. Let's do another fucking Roseanne or like, you know what I mean? Like without Roseanne. Yeah, but without Roseanne, I don't know how that fucking works. But do you understand what I mean? Is that like? Yeah. This is why I keep going to where it's like, who is this for? Because. Obviously, not everybody gets the same upbringing. Like, we had a very specialized one. In the 90s, people, kids, parents didn't give a fuck what you watched when you... We, our parents didn't give a fuck what we watched when we were kids. So, I don't, I don't know how it is now, but, like, this is why I mean, like, some nostalgic properties and content from back in the day doesn't work as well. I think, yeah. And because of that. This is why I continue to ask when, it, when these new things come out. Or Which we, I do like. Like, one of my good examples were... A reboot actually worked, and so far took the whole. It actually talks about this culture is Animaniacs. Sure. When Animaniacs came back, and what I like about Animaniacs, yeah, it's a reboot. But what it is, it's basically, basically they're commentarying on the stuff of today, which is really good because they understand. Like this past second season of Animaniacs, thirteen episodes, which was really cool. Dude, they were like shitting on everything, man. Good. They were shitting on that's everything. That's what they were good at before. They were good. They were pushing the envelope. Yeah, like, but that's what I mean. Is it like they're doing it well? There's one they thing did. I want to spoil for. There's one thing I do want to because you know how Pepe Le Pew got canceled, like got canceled cultured. Yeah. And Max did a joke on that. They did a joke on it where basically um what they did is they did the thing with like Yakko and this was like basically a tribute to Duck and Muck to the point that Yakko actually remember if you remember that old Looney Tunes short. Of Duck Amuck was Daffy Duck dealing with an animator, an artist, kept messing up his cartoon. Same thing with Yakko, he's fighting with this digital artist, and he even calls out, he's like, Excuse me, this is, are we just like, are we just borrowing this from Duck Amuck? This is like, Duck, if you don't know, this came out in the late like 30s or 40s, and then Pepe Luke comes out for a few minutes, like, he's like, Hey, Yakko's like, Hey, I'm trying to eat my ice cream, and now somebody's like, And Pepe's like, He was over there for a few seconds, like, I don't know about this, so you move forward, huh? And like, hey, take him out. And then Tier Few gets erased. He's like, oh no, I'm going back to the dark void again. <laughs> because apparently he got canceled culture. So it was like a good take on it. But it's funny because they're making fun of Netflix. They're calling out Hulu. I'm like, oh my God, dude, they were calling out everything and everything. It's like, they got picky in the brain. So it's kind of like, because and even the song says that we did matter first. And it's like, they kept the same like concept and everything. Like, and what it was, it pushed the envelope. It took like today's culture and. And pretty much, you know, commentary down it. And it works. And definitely check it out, guys. Um, the, the Animaniacs, the, the, the two seasons of the reboot. Because it's it worked. Because like I said, they took the Water siblings and then pretty much, you know, put them out there. And pretty much, you know, had them commentate on today's culture. Mm-hmm. You got the same actors, but it's really cool. And, it took and like I went back, like, back to Disney Plus 2. Well, Mickey Mouse is, like, one of my favorite characters of all time. Um, what I do like is the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. Which is really cool because it's based on the Mickey shorts that came out, like, a couple years ago. Whatever, like, three minutes or four minutes. And this one was better because they added more stuff. And it's, like, Paul Rudish who worked on, you know, he worked on Tiny Toons. He worked on Animaniacs. So now he's helping out with Mickey Mouse. And it's, like, Mickey Mouse, like, he has, like, almost, like, that classic look. But it's kind of funny. 
like this nostalgia look, but it's kind of funny because this is a Mickey Mouse like you know he's even he messes up sometimes. So he's like the rascal basically. He does try to do all these different jobs and stuff. And I was watching the last few episodes from like I guess the second part of their season, and they're really good. And it's like a lot of callbacks, so like <laughs> like the old cartoons and shit too. So it's like that kind of makes it work. So they had to like give Mickey Mouse a fresh new look and stuff to a point. So like they they had to revise, they had to like rework one of the rides in like Hollywood Studios called. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train, I think it was. Runaway Rail, which is... They took, like, the old movie ride and gave it the Mickey Mouse look makeover. Which looks really cool, because I've seen videos of it, and it looks real nice. Because mm. if I want to go to Disney World, definitely want to go there and check it out. It's like that. That's what it is. You try to give these characters a fresh look, you know. You know, try to appeal to, like, the people that grew up in our generation, but the great these characters appeal to more of the new generation. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I just... Not that I'm going to be, because it's not, for, obviously it's not for me, and I'm not actively seeking these type of things. It's just more or less like, when I hear that these new, these shows that are based on stuff we grew up with and shit coming, kind of getting a second hashing, and it ends up being like mediocre at best, I'm just kind of like, you're better off not making it. And I, I get there's there's a perspective on like, well, you should make it regardless of, of what it does. It's like, well, yeah, but no, because at the same time, and I guess this creates jobs. Yes, I understand creates jobs, but um, I know I'm still a person who still believes that when you do make your money anyway, any, any way that you do make it, you should still feel somewhat of a semblance of enjoyment or enthusiasm for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Towards the goal that you're trying to accomplish, and as someone who's worked on a thing on on multiple like creative projects to where you become disillusioned or you learn like how it really works, um, I can see why a lot of people who do work hard on these things, it, it doesn't get the light. But it's like this is why I feel like you're better off just not making it mm-hmm. because what's, what do you think would be better having these people work for six, seven months in a high stress environment, trying to get this project out, it gets released. Okay. It gets mediocre ratings and views and then it gets canceled after one season. And we see this time and time again, on Netflix and oh people, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah, a show that should have been made at all <laughs> with these two fucking idiots that are yeah. that are DIYers, my ass. But literally the first five seconds. Yeah, they were like we don't know what we're doing. They literally said it on camera. We don't know what we're doing, but and they got we just figured show. out and they got nothing. So, but so anyway. do you, do you understand what I mean? Is where like people work on this for six, seven months, mm-hmm. and what do you think is better, them not going through that because they got a paycheck, or them? Taking that six and seven months they probably spent on a mediocre project and maybe working on anything else that I can't control because fate is what it is. That's what I mean when things that get created and doesn't and doesn't make that what they thought it was, and then they get mad at the people who made it. And it's like, well, no, you guys gave money to a project you thought was going to work, but it was only going to work thirty years ago when it made when it worked the first time. Mm-hmm. So this is why this is why I get mad and I sound like a fucking hater because. I if you're gonna make shit and you get all the money, make good shit. Because I think the problem is that yeah. they don't realize that their core audience has grown and changed. Yeah, and that they have to market to a new one. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, That's do they think is, that yeah. everyone just stays dummies? Yeah. yeah. You can brainwash a lot of these people. Don't get me wrong. You can. It's worked <laughs> wonders. Have we learned about Q? But oh, okay. QAnon, is, is a, a, it's worked. It's wonders. It's still working. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is that, like... That's what I mean, is that, yeah, yeah, you're right, Rowan. When people grow, your target audience grows, they're not going to like, they're not going to be into the same shit anymore because mm-hmm. life changes. Yeah. Changes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Just like Jay-Z said, if you like my old shit, buy my old albums. Yeah, dude. And that's like that. why. That's like me and music. Look, dude, it's like, yeah. it's like me and music. I mean, like, I'm not going to complain with like, a new I, shit. I, I still listen to like the old shit because it's like. I just listen to the old shit. Mm-hmm. I'll I, still like them. I just won't yeah. like their new shit. But I still, still listen like to the old shit. Yeah. Like, but I mean, yeah, I love Foo Fighters. I'll buy any stuff because I love Foo Fighters. I'm a fan of that band, you know? It's like, and then all of a sudden, though, know, when Linkin Park had that, last year did the 20th release anniversary edition of like, Highway Theory, hey, I got it at my Spotify, add it to my library. You know what? So I love Linkin Park. Those, yeah, I love Linkin Park. You know, it's like, same thing with, you know, like Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. It's like, you know, Billy Joel. He always plays the classics. He never does anything new because... He caters because nobody's going to shows to hear his new shit. Right? No, yeah, and it's funny because we were listening to the other day. It's like, isn't it weird that your favorite bands just end up becoming the best cover bands because all they do is play their their greatest hits because that's all anybody wants to listen to. Yeah, we're not paying three hundred dollars to chill pepper so they can play the stuff from Dude, fucking now. Seriously, it was like yeah. so they're playing Soldier Field. The chill so pepper. that's like the biggest fucking place that you can play in Chicago. The worst nosebleeds that you can get at this concert are like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's what you're paying for. It's so just to listen it when the wind's blowing, your cold just ass face. Just to say that you were there. Just to say you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Holy and that's cow. sad. And that's fucking sad because it's like I want to see the Stones so bad. They're on tour around. They're doing their damn thing. It's been excellent. I know I won't get. To, I don't know when I get to see them again. But at the same time, it's like. I'm not going to cry if I don't ever get to see him. It's going to hurt. But at the same time, I understand that I'm going to be paying $500 to essentially see... I won't be surprised if they'll, the like, they'll release yeah. something on Blu-ray or something. Like maybe their last yeah. show, they'll probably film something. Like I got most of genuine excitement or genuine like joy of just reading Keith Richards' fucking book. That like about their, it uh, made me fall in love more with the Stones than, the, than going to see them and I paid a bunch of money and then I paid extra for a, a mediocre beer you know what I mean like I get yeah you're paying to be there it's like oh you didn't you should have seen the stones I sort of feel in 21 it was fucking epic I'm like eh kind of but Charlie Woods died that year dude and I don't wanna like you know what I mean like I get yeah. it we create our own nerves of, of why we do certain things it's just mm-hmm. that like it's sad that when it comes to creating new content and stuff these Hollywood people act like there's no good ideas out there and then there's plenty there's plenty of stories to be told there's plenty of, of good ideas that can give, that can really, you put the right people together, can really create something beautiful, and it doesn't have to be that crazy. And it doesn't even have to be that high budget, it's just unfortunate that like now that we had a pandemic here that fucked up everything, and Hollywood's basically dying, and they're trying to do their best. The fact that we saw a Resident Evil trailer that says exclusively in theaters, the fact that they have to say that just to get you into a theater yeah. oh, is God, fucking dude. embarrassing. Welcome to Raccoon City. For oh, a man. Resident Evil movie. A Resident Evil movie. Well, remember, Spider-Man's going to be only in theaters. Right. Which but, I definitely will definitely go see. But they don't have to do that. They know people are going to go. Yeah. But Resident Evil movies? How many times did they keep making these fucking things? And, like, nobody watches them anymore. <laughs> like, Mila Jovovich isn't even in it anymore. No, it's like a reboot or something. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, who the fuck? 
This is what I'm saying. Like they're making shit for no one, and then they make, and then they yeah. wonder why we didn't. They didn't get the return on investment yeah. because they're they're. You're asking the wrong people to spend their money on the wrong things, because they have no idea what they're doing. And then what happens? We get something like uh, Squid Game. So after ten years, and it's because, and it's not the craziest of plots, but it works. So it's just like. That guy was sitting on a gold mine for 10 years, and now he's working on the season two, and they, they got a... Netflix is probably hounding him like, hey, you got to make this right a fucking way, and he already spent 10 years. That means the second season's going to suck dick, because he spent 10 years making that first one just for them to he get... He pitched it for 10 years. But that's what I'm saying. He spent 10 years doing that, and well, then we're... he's already like, the main character is going to be the same guy, so... Yeah, it's fucking going to be lame. The second yeah. season's going to be lame. I don't care how anybody says it. Yeah, we're going to watch it. We are. But it's not going to be because as good. The, because of the appeal of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it, it went... Yeah, the PR of it, the fact that, like, the guy took so long just to get somebody to fucking give the money to make it. Mm-hmm. And he got way... And they got the return on investment, like, a hundred times fold. Netflix did itself. So, like, this is what I mean, is that you take a chance. If it works, it works. Real shit will always work. It's just the name of the game. Real shit is always going to last. Good shit is always going to last. The fact that we still listen to Queen songs because mm-hmm. it's always good. Oh yeah. And so I'm saying good music will always last. It's good like, shit will. But always right last. now with me, it's like, with, yeah. So with I don't me, know. It's I like with me and pro that. wrestling now. It's like now that you want know, like about now with professional wrestling now we have competition now. It's not just WWE anymore. We have these other companies now. AEW, which started about two years ago. A company that, you know, took a gamble on to compete against WWE. And look at this. Their stock is rising. I just watched Full Gear yesterday, the replay, because Saturday we had to go to Nephew's, like, birthday party. I watched the replay. Holy shit. It's something that WWE, to me, they have so many reviews, which, honestly, what I like about AEW is they only have four pay-per-view events. Yeah. Which gives them at least two months to build a story. Two months to build, because he hit a story. That's eight weeks, dude. That gives them mm-hmm. enough time to stretch out and build the story up, which is WD. They try to push the same that old McMahon, shit. That McMahon doesn't have to even do, right? He doesn't have to do anything. He just yeah. comes in and be like, yeah, I like that idea. All right, get out. Yeah. Like, you got four weeks. I'm like, dude, you kind of rush everything. It's like. But it, do you see what I mean? Is that like the, they have the most non And this is a story. And when I look about it, the main event, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. A story that's been written since last year. This has been vibrant. This little story started since last year. 365 days, ladies and gentlemen. Last year. 365 days. It took their street time to stretch out this story, this saga, which worked. It was it's how story works. It's professional wrestling. This is how you can create a better story for professional wrestling. It's just like the ad because these guys were friends. You know, they're buddies. Storyline wise, they're friends. They're buddies. They were tag team champions together. Then of course, you know, Kenny Mega went on. To win championship, and of course he became, you know, like the big guy. And all of a sudden, Hey Man Patch, you know, took the back seat. But Hey Man Patch tried to pick himself up, and you know, he took some time off, and he came back, and it's like, you know what? It's my time to freaking end you, you know. And it called me in last night, the full gear, or Saturday night, a full gear, which to me was freaking great. So. Yeah, and like AEW, honestly, they do a phenomenal job where they take these stories and they, they branch them out. You know, they give enough these times for these wrestlers to like to create their characters to pretty much create their stories. You know, stretch as much as they can. Yeah, it's wrestling, but yeah, it's scripted, but 
but at the same time is it's all about building a cohesive story to get people yeah. to watch the match. You bring personal shit into it as well. You give you a little personal stuff. Like CM Punk and Kingston. You know what they did? For a short time, they it all started where that that match yeah, it was one of the short matches because they were wrestling there's so much they were wrestling hurt last that night. And of course they had to adapt and you know what? I don't care. Like, Eddie Kingston and Punk. And supposedly this is this thing. They decided to rehash an old beef they had 15 years ago when they were both at independence. And I kind of like... They were able to build... Into Next word, people like a, people like some like non, non-contextual non historical rivalry that they don't, you know... That people don't know about. Yeah, they bring the old like, beef. Like, but y'all know each other for that. Like, oh, this is going to be juicy. Like, it could have been... This was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because like... All these guys all, all did the same thing. They, they wrestled in... Video VFW halls. They wrestled in high school gyms. They had to travel in their car. They had to like go down the road while making two hundred bucks at a sh- indie show. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's like, well, think because those are people are doing it out not just because of the money, and it's because. Well, they, like they what now is in the vision of now. It. There's competition yeah. now. For me, it's like now I'm slowly moving away from WWE. I'm more in AEW because now I have a new fresh take. Like AEW just brought my love back to professional wrestling because I was kind of burned out with WWE again. I got burned out because it's the same old shit. Same it does, shit. Shit, it doesn't change. Years. It does not change. Yeah, they're no. trying to appeal to kids. It's because of merchandise, mm-hmm. toys. That's what they're merchant. With AEW, they're catering to the professional wrestling fan. The fans who follow these guys when they were in Indies, when they were in Ring of Honor, when they were in New Japan Pro Wrestling, when they were like in Impact Wrestling. The guys that go to check them out in the bingo halls. The ones who go there to watch them in gyms, in small venues. And see them, you know, be in this bigger league, and they get the time to shine. It was really good. Like, Full Gear was a really good event. And, you know, it was really good. Like, if we had, yeah, there's a lot of former WWE guys, but these guys, before they went to WWE, they were on the indies. They decided to go back and go back to their characters that they first started with. Oh, fuck. And it was really good. So, like I said, definitely check out Full Gear, guys. I, it was a really good pay per view. I mean, if I have to give it a grade, I gave it like an A minus because I'm like, it was good. It just to me it sucked because I had to watch the replay stream. But yesterday, Bleacher Report decided to make it like a continuous like streaming versus you know me we went out rewinding. I couldn't rewind, so it was like a constant restream. So I had to like wait until they were showing it again just to catch it. But otherwise, I enjoyed it because it's like it got me. Um, it brought me back to my memories growing up watching professional wrestling before the whole heavy commercialization. Back when, you know, you know, you know, moves were high risk. You know, they took their, you know, they, they, they were more technical, less showboating, more like it was more of what it was about the wrestling. So that to me, it's like, I don't know, Vince, it's like you're just trying to sell the kids. You're trying to sell like toys. That's what it is. Because I think that's the only thing you got going for you guys is just corporate sponsorship and freaking toys. Yeah, just the easy the easy thing to pot versus bottom line. Versus like like AEW lets the wrestlers work with other promotions. Which is kinda cool. Or they let the wrestlers do whatever they can do. If they want to do books, shows, other shows, hey, the, it, Tony Collins them do it. Like he doesn't like hold them down if this man says, Oh, you can't do anything on Twitch, oh you cannot have a vlog. You see these AEW wrestlers, they had their vlog, they're on Twitch. AEW supports them. It's like, what the heck? He lets them be creative with themselves. It's like, he lets the wrestlers be creative. Which is something that Vince never did. Because he has a freaking tag team of writers that apparently he's still stuck in old times. Well, because they're, they're probably still from the old times, dude. He's unfortunately... Um, 
Well, I can imagine he's very conservative, so like he probably doesn't want to change, doesn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck this is, but he doesn't want to rock Thomas the boat. Thomas, guys, we get, we just watch a like a drag speed race thing because we're waiting for the Bulls pregame thing. I don't know what that is, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird that like, but that's what I mean. A lot of the stuff that was entertaining in the nineties, going to two thousand, and now it, we're gonna it's gonna fall on the wayside. It has to and. As someone who hasn't watched wrestling since, and but can understand why it's failing as a brand, um, and that the competition not only is giving them better, I want to say better bang for their buck compared to the WCW days, but like they do think about it, they're like, fixing the wrongs of WCW days, right? But well, they got a chance to learn from that. But uh, what yeah. I mean is that the fact that this guy won't thinks that it's gonna play out the same way. That he's just waiting for that next idea that's given to give him that attitude pump. Sorry, bro. That's not gonna work this time. <laughs> like unless you unless you open the landscape and you're letting everybody in, it's not gonna happen. Or you like take a step back creatively and step down and let some other motherfuckers do it, it's not gonna happen. No. Like like you said, what this guy said it himself, that like if you let your dumbass uh if you let your dumbass kids and your stepson run this shit or and your son in law son this shit, it's done. And that's all that's happening. And but that's what it was gonna be. Everybody knew it. And like you said, the guys that were crossing jumping ship and going to a new spot, they knew what was gonna happen is that like look, it's either I'm gonna kiss ass to Vince and in two more years I'm gonna have to kiss ass to this guy. And what the fuck? I didn't come into this industry to kiss ass to anyone. I came to do what I lo- what fueled me as a kid, whatever your passion is when it comes to wrestling, albeit go for it. You have like this is why I get mad at like all the people with the money end up being the most non-creative fucking people. And it's like, this is why you hire creative people in the first place. Because they're creative. When you don't got money, you got to be creative. And when you got money, you don't have to be creative. You gotta be, You can be lazy if you want to. And frankly, Vince McMahon's been lazy yeah. for what, 30 years now? So I don't care what anybody says. Just because you make a lot of money does not mean you work hard. I think it was what it was. It's like shit. all of a sudden, like yeah, I beat WCW. They're like, oh, we're gonna sell down now. It's like yeah, it doesn't mean shit. It didn't mean, but it's what like it's if like that didn't scare you twenty years ago, and the fact that it's happening again, it doesn't scare you. That's you're what I mean. Like, you're gonna fail, dog. You got a company that started up. It's going on for two years. He's gonna fail. Like I don't you're know. You're releasing all this talent, claiming it's claiming it's budget cuts. You're yeah. I don't talent. have to watch your shit to know you're. I just read like. I just read like these wrestlers who got released in WWE. Budget cuts. The biggest company in wrestling is having budget. Cuts? And it's funny because they reported they reported gains last year. Yeah, so yeah, gains from Trump's campaign, sure, but not fucking. No, because right now it's like. What's that mean? It's to the point know. like now these wrestlers who got released right now, like right now they're stowing on the like the non compete clauses. But already speaking on Twitter, like I think um Keith Lee is one of them. He talked about how you know he had to take a medical break and how. He was saying that WWE did not help him pay for his medical bills. He was going to see that's well, the and then, and then right? WWE supposedly saying, "Oh no, we get the best medical staff and stuff." Like, no, you don't, dude. Medical staff for we, not for thee. No, AEW has a full medical team on standby, and they're willing to help. Tony Khan helps these. Yeah, wrestlers. but remember, they're contractors, not employees. No, AEW. Tony they Khan, are, but well, no, talk about no, WWE. AEW does not treat them like that. No, Chris Jericho does. That work for you. No. Tony Khan treats Tony Khan 
We know he treats, treats them good. We're talking about WWE. Them. Is that the no, fact that they're, they're all contractors? contractors. So legally, he legally he could do that. It's yeah. scummy, but legally, yeah. he could do that as a businessman doing his business work. He could fucking do that, and unfortunately, he's been. That's doing why that Andrew for Yang was years. trying to get at him. Like, yeah, he was going after him about it's it too. bullshit because it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, the NFL does the same shit too, right? Like, they'll let you see oh, the doctors God. and shit, but the minute you need to do like some big shit, they're like, "Nah, you better pay some money." And that's what happens is like, we'll have you connected to the best doctors, but you're still paying everything. And they're not taking any blame for it because at the end of the day, you signed up for it, right? Yeah. But that's fucked up because if you're doing the same shit for a year and then you're clocking and clocking, you have to be at a set time and set somewhere. You're an employee. You're not a contractor. You're an employee. Okay. And it says in our fucking laws, too, even in this fucking state, as corrupt as Illinois could be, they even have that in there. That, like, if you're working for someone for six months or so at a certain time, at a certain place, you're clocking it and you're getting paid the same. You're an employee, you're not a contractor, and you must ask for fucking shit, and they better pay your taxes. If not, it is what it is, and you get a good lawyer and you figure it out. But that's what I mean. Like, you're telling me... These motherfuckers have been busting their asses. Even if you say it's fake, they're still throwing themselves. No, they're, they're still getting the hurt, dude. Yeah. No, I know that. You know that. I know that. But there's people out there who will talk shit. But they, I'm the one who talks shit. But I know that they do put themselves through a lot of shit. They still got to work out. They still got to eat right. They still got to travel. They still got to do what they got to do when it comes to doing a job. So I don't care if people talk shit about that. I don't talk shit about that part because it's a commitment. What I talk shit about is that, is that they get treated terribly. Mm-hmm. And that's... Like, this motherfucker is rich. His wife has to be in the government. to. to if that doesn't show you that they don't give a fuck, they don't give a fuck. So, this is why AEW is continuing to do well. They're successful. Their success is, is only going up. Their brand is going strong. And that's what happens. It's, all, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. So... All power to them. I hope they continue no, their success. I, They're con- con- I hope they continue yeah. to... Take pride and sorry guys, I have a timer for a lamp and it just goes off yeah. at a certain time. <laughs> I, just, I hope they take pride in that, you know, and that they they continue to be creative, they continue to embrace what they've created so far, and that they're good. And and all and at WWE, I hope you fucking rot in hell because you guys are idiots. This is what happens. You take care of your people and they'll take care of you. It's all it is. They'll do right by you if you respect your people and you pay them well. They'll do they'll do right by you. That's all you gotta do. It's not that hard. No. But if uh if people didn't learn last year, I hope they do learn this year that there's still a lot of power in in holding strong to your convictions and and believing in yourself and trying to find some belonging in community, I think. Uh, right now, community is the best thing to work towards and to kind of find people who just because they don't like the same things you do, but can laugh at the same things you do or understand the same yeah. things you do. It don't matter how you are, who you look like or what you are, or what you want to identify as. If you guys can laugh at the same shit or talk shit about the same shit and you guys agree, yeah, that's the most beautiful thing I can ask. Yeah, because right now it's been like, yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's that's why it's like that's why I say real shit lasts because that's and that that goes across everything your relationships your family your friendships everything what you do every day that makes you get up in the morning whatever yeah that's yeah he's starting tonight I'm excited 
But, uh, yeah, folks, uh, we talked shit a lot about Disney Plus tonight. And <laughs> if you're a subscriber to Disney Plus, I'd like to you to, to listen to us and take consideration of whether you want to pay the 13 bucks a month or whatever you I do mean, next if you're, month. I mean, if you're, like, if you grew up on the Disney Vault, yeah. yeah, I do recommend it. If you're... Big Star Wars fan, definitely. I mean, you got National Geographic. Yeah, graphic. you got it. You got The Simpsons, a, fa- a, a cartoon. Like I'm older than The Simpsons, and they're like, dude. I was watching the last two episodes, like the recent episodes, which rarely they do a, a two parter. But it was The Simpsons. But they were making it like I guess they were kind of like parodying the true crime shit that you see on Netflix. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But with yeah. Flanders, which actually worked, it was like one of the most like, serious. They should be doing that. It was a yeah. most serious Simpsons see? episode, and they made a two part. It was really good. It was really good. It was called a Serious Flanders. It's a two part. That's catch on awesome. Hulu. And it was really good. Like they're actually. I mean, yeah, the Simpsons. Like all oh, Simpsons are old, but no. What it is is. Now the writers are finally taking stuff that's cool. They're seeing what the trends are. They gotta be like South Park. See what's the current trend, and it worked. And it's like it was really good. It's like just stick. To see, it, you said yeah. that that we never seen. It's like oh my god, dude. It was like been crazy at homework. I mean, it's like you know, it was really good. Like this, this season Simpsons has been really good. And what's cool is I think um, coming up soon, I think they're gonna have Smithers with his new boyfriend or something. He's gonna have a new boyfriend. Oh, it's kind of interesting. So to see like how that's gonna play into the play and. Mo finally, you know, he gets he he finally gets a girl, and they bring back a girl that he had feelings for, and they bring her back. So it's kind of cool. So you get characters that come back, and it was just actually kind of cool. So well, they gotta try new shit, right? They, but it's like it, they gotta make it work. So it's like, but yeah, the last two episodes, since I'm like, what the fudge, dude? It was like, you know, they made, it was called Serious Flanders. I'm like, what the heck, Flanders? Well, that's what I mean. Is that like you can still use these things, but it's like if you're not gonna be creative with it or. Especially the old animated shows that are still running strong. Like unless unless you're doing some new shit, like I can't, I don't, I don't understand why you're still on air. Like I know financially, I understand, but creatively, artistically, or what the purposeful thing. And then plus the way that like Simpsons get to make fun of Disney stuff, it kind of works because now they can use some of those properties in their works. Yeah, they did. Like I just watched the definitely check out the short. You know what they did, dude. They, they put the six-minute short of um, the Simpsons did a Disney anniversary. It's like a six-minute short. And I guess they did like a party at Moe's and Homer wasn't on the list. And then Goofy was on there. And Goofy was See? on the list. Homer ends up That's fucking Goofy. hilarious. And they had like the people from Marvel in there, the Disney princess in there, like Lisa singing. Like, they oh, that was that, cool. But that's what I mean. Like, that's that what was you cool, though. Do. It's like use... Like you gotta make fun of yourself and that's what people will laugh at the most. It's like if you could laugh at yourself you're untouchable. People and like I authenticity. Think- that's another thing is like bringing in references instead of trying to recreate something. Yeah, that's what they're doing now. That's why, I like, the Sims now, it's like they're writing our. Because if you want these kids, like, you gotta, you gotta, you have to stay relevant mm-hmm. with their shit that they're watching. So that's why I know it's now. That's what it, I think. Yeah. This recent season. So if you got Bart turning into a Twitch streamer or some shit, that would be hilarious. Bart, out of all the people who's gonna be like, who's not gonna work hard in school, but is still a smart kid. But in different ways. Well, no, you're like, like Barn now. It's like now. It's like Barn and Lisa are like, even though they look like they're still in the same grade, but you can tell now they're like yeah. being more and more like more grown. Like they're growing is more like Barn's not as mischievous as he was back then because he's he's still make trying to get attention, but at the same time he's now you know he's, he's older. He's he's, he's older in a sense. A yeah, yeah, like he's Lisa older. too. Lisa, he's you know, the block. Lisa in her sense, you know, trying to find where she belongs, you know. Yeah, she's smart, but, you know, it's like, okay, she's smart, but at the same time, when it comes to social skills, like, she needs to work on that as well. Because they had a go on Lisa, too, how about, you know, body image and stuff as well. 
how our self-esteem was like challenged and stuff, which was a good episode. Like I said, this recent season of The Simpsons, definitely check out the back episodes on Hulu. If you guys have Hulu, definitely Disney Bundle does work because you get like the Hulu and all that stuff with it. But the this current season of The Simpsons is like it's really good, dude. I do recommend you definitely check it out, guys. Like I said, this two-part series Flanders was really good. It was a two-parter episode. They had um, Chris O'Donnell in it. Timmy Elephant was in it. Um, I forgot what our actress was doing a guest voice in there too. So because you know, awesome says they bring all these actors, like these guest actors. Yeah. And they did like I think the first episode of the new season they did like a musical episode with Christian Bell, dude. It was like freaking crazy. Which rarely, rarely ever do musical episodes. It's a rarity to do a musical episode. So. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely, guys, definitely, it's like I said, it's just now, it's like, just like, it comes to content creating, and, you know, it's just try to find what, like you said, this this whole episode of the podcast has been just like, you know, how to appeal to your audience, and your audience is constantly changing, your audience well, is growing. What I'm saying it's like, is, like, content creation, like, give a fuck about what you make. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. as someone, as someone who really appreciates, like, art, and I know it sounds tacky, but like that's art is a big part of reasons why a life is pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Outside of that, it would suck. So, yeah. what I like is that if you're gonna be given these platforms and these opportunities to do some cool shit, you better fucking make some cool shit. Because if I see another DIY show on Netflix, but they find <laughs> these two random girls who do. Who got a lump sum of change and decide to revamp their apartment one day and they they, they, they become experts. I swear to fucking God, I'm going like, to call Netflix and be like, just end yourself right now. Yeah. Because this is fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, guys, if you like making art, you make the best art that you feel proud of and do what you can. Okay? And yes, you'll have haters who are going to hate on it. I'll hate on it. Oh, yeah, I heard about the whole thing about. Do you hear about the thing about YouTube and the dislike button or something? They're thinking about taking yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, they had took they they took it out because it's it's they wanted to, I guess, lower the harassment that that happens in the even though it's really the harassment happens in the comment sections of all places. So they didn't really just what people have started to do is that like, hey, if you dislike this video, just fucking upvote my like my comment or dislike my comment, and people will just dislike the comment saying that they dislike the video. So like. I get that the internet overlords are trying to downplay, you know, misinformation or harassment online, but it's like a, it's a can of worms you're never going to stop. That just reminded me that YouTube has just announced that they're getting rid of the dislike button. Just in time for 2021 YouTube Rewind. Oh, yeah, so we can fucking not hate it. That's a good... Just so oh, it doesn't wow. top last year's Rewind. Yeah. It's the most fucking unliked video Because that shit was terrible. Time. Oh, my God. Yeah. 2020 so, like, Rewind. people... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they're, they're not doing it to help their creators. They're doing it for themselves. For their brand. So they can do YouTube Rewind that people... "Quote unquote," won't hate. Ain't that because up? they can't dislike it. And you're the biggest video platform <laughs> to exist. You're and yeah. you're owned by Google. You're not getting taken down. Cut the shit. And you guys are scared about a couple of people disliking stuff, and especially your your uh, your recap videos that are terrible. Like yeah, <laughs> they all suck. Yeah. <laughs> Every year. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're like, sensitive. No but then surprised. people get flagged for their content and they get their livelihoods destroyed because of some shit. Yeah. Because of some bullshit that had nothing to do with them. Yeah. You're telling me people could get their shit flagged 
And then the minute YouTube doesn't want to doesn't want to get their butt hurt because they make these terrible recap videos every year, thinking life's all great and dandy because for them they have all the money in the world. Oh yeah, it's cool. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great for y'all. And and then what about those people who are getting their livelihoods destroyed on YouTube for a couple of words yeah. or something that gets taken out of context or conversations that unfortunately need to happen because at the end of the day, if we don't have discourse or any. Any, any public discourse, and even if you don't believe it's right or wrong, we still need to have these ideas be discussed because we need to know what are going to be good and bad ideas. Mm-hmm. And then they just get canceled out without any sort of notice or anything, without a reference. That's not good. Okay? So I know YouTube censors shit all the time, and like they're oh, yeah. really bad. And it's, this is just making it worse. They think it's making it better, but it's making it better for them. For them. Not for everyone else. Since we're on the topic of YouTube. Yeah, sure. They, like, just announced also that, like, creators, given, it's only, like, the first 30 seconds of your video, not the whole video, just, like, the first 30 seconds. You can say, like, tame swear words like shit or bitch without getting, like, a knock against your account. But you only have 30 seconds to say bitch as many times as you can. Dude, they say, they say, (laughs) they say ass and stuff on the radio now. Like who the fuck? I've remember all the FX shows after nine o'clock. They don't, they don't censor that shit anymore. Always Mm -hmm. sunny. Every time after nine, you always hear shit or ass, bitch, whatever. The F words become more commonplace now. But the fact that this Puritan shit that's still in America, like people talk, dude, I, if I don't swear in a day, that's because I'm not alive. Yeah. (laughs) No, There's dude, not a day word, I go like, on this earth that I swear. I love to swear. Mm-hmm. Swearing is one of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, There's nobody. There's it's nobody. Not rubbish. It's, it's, it's just fun. showing your content of, you know, something that you don't agree with. It's basically an expression where. To describe, you know, how you're feeling. I'm you know? sorry, little Billy happened. shouldn't be hearing this. Maybe you shouldn't have. Honestly, I still have to watch. Be a parent. I still have to watch that one. I still, yeah. still have to watch that one show on Netflix, which is called The History of Swear Words. Yeah, but you understand? It's like, like I said earlier. Our parents didn't even give a shit what we watched, but we also didn't go around saying, fuck you, mom, fuck you, dad. Like, oh, we no, didn't no, do that no. because we would get our ass whooped. Because that's what I mean. Like, so now we have to, like, do this whole, oh, no, you can't. You can't. You can only say shit and ass the first 30 seconds of your video or you're going to pull. What? But what happens if you're doing a, we're doing a surgical video on rectums? What are you going to do? <laughs> what? Are you got to talk about ass the whole video. You're fucked. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it goes down to, like, if we're going to censor shit, you might as well just cancel YouTube now. Because we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Man, this is why America's Funniest Home Videos just needs to come back. America's Funniest Home Because everything was fine. We had Bob Sager for that half hour, and that's all we needed. To laugh mm-hmm. at people failing, and that's all we needed oh, for God, a half hour, and we're good. Now we can have complete access to a 24-7. This is what ruined the world. Bob Saget, we need you back. We need you back to host Americans, America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, but no, he still does stand-up. Catch a stand-up. But uh, yeah. All in all, I want to say that like my theme of the, of the episode would just be like if you're, if you're going to make shit for art's sake, please make it under a purpose that's fulfilling for yourself. Mm-hmm. And not only just because of the monetary value in it, okay? Because that be, that comes after, because you don't. It becomes with the that comes with the reception of the audience, and you can't dictate that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you made something bad. It doesn't mean you made something good. 
not everyone's gonna like your shit, okay? But there's some people who will, just like you said. You'll watch. You like. You like the nostalgia stuff. I may not like it, but there's still gonna be other people who share that similar sentiment, and that's okay with it. And I'm perfectly. I understand. I understand that, and I, and I still want you to watch X Men '97 when it comes out. I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it, even though I hate it on a little bit. But I'm going to watch it. So, <laughs> but I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. It's just like until we start remaking Sonic movies again. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> so, no. But until we start. Hey, 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 I'm just kidding, hey, guys. Watch hey. Sonic 2 when it comes out. I heard the first one did well, okay? I like Jim Carrey. I get it, all right? Whatever. The son- Sonic looks cool. Because that showed how yeah. much the fans yeah. have actually have power. In we actually have power. That was an example yeah. where yeah. a studio actually, yeah. actually tested it out. And it actually listened to a fan's feedback. But it's good. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like, let's practice that same fucking energy for new shit that comes out. Mm-hmm. Such as Star Wars 75. Whatever comes Star out Wars the next 75. year. <laughs> like, if they do another new fucking hope again, I am going to be fucking pissed. The whole, like, let's make the new Star Wars and they all fucking sucked was bullshit. Every three, all three of them, they looked nice, but they fucking sucked. Okay. So this is what I mean, like, if you're going to make shit for fuck's sake, give a fuck. Yeah. Okay, I don't... If you're going to make a whole new Ninja Turtles, by God, you better fucking make it good. Because we've already had so many years of Ninja Turtles being well made that you better fucking make it good again. If you're going to tell us the same story about four turtles who found some mutant news, okay? That's what I mean. It's like, if you're going to pay homage and respect yeah. to it, you better do something different because other than that, what are you doing? That's why the Turtles, uh, the 2012, like, Nickelodeon one actually yeah, did a good job. Yeah, it was because, dope. Because they paid tribute to their predecessors, but they gave it a spin. But it was good. But they gave it a good, they gave it their own spin yeah. because they're technically teenagers. It made sense. But I like about it is, they pay tribute to not only the comic books, they also pay tribute to the old show. But so I mean, like you could do that, but there's a fine line between. But give it like, its own personality. But doing it too much becomes tacky. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Is like when you do it. When you, I get it, bow down to the people who've done it before you. Respect your elders. Yeah, that's what I it. get it. But it doesn't mean you should disrespect yourself in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jay Z came into the game saying I love Biggie. He did a song with Biggie, but then he said I'm gonna be better than Biggie. So at the same time, I respect that energy. At the same time, he's not better than Biggie, but I respect <laughs> that energy. But it's because I'm biased. Yeah. Okay, but I get it. That's why I love. But I love the confidence of like, hey, I respect you, but I'm gonna fuck this up. That's what I like more. Mm-hmm. Okay, because look at the end of the day, I'm still watching the Bulls. Yeah. Right. We we already the Bulls won the championship with the best player to ever play it. Right. So, but I'm still watching. Why? Why are we still watching it? Because we love the Bulls. Yeah. And I just nothing makes me more happier than to see them win again. And I'm just. Now that we actually have a chance, I'm ready for it. But that's what I mean. Like, I want that same feeling given to me with content that gets revitalized, whatever the case. You got to get that same spirit or same enthusiasm that got you the first time around. Even with your kid, like, it's important. So it's like, for those out there who didn't forget to be a kid, like, if you're still reaching for that content, that's... I, I want you guys to practice that same sort of criticism when it comes to this thing because like you could throw money into it but like just because if you throw money into it and it's shitty they're going to continue to make shitty stuff because they think that's what you like yeah and and that's all we're seeing nowadays it's just 
making shit because just for money and not making shit because you're making it because you care about a culture yeah. that's been created. So, and like you said, like you've seen it in wrestling, you see it in anime, you see it in, we see it in streaming platforms, we see it in everything involved. That's why I say real shit will always last. Not this bullshit for money. Like that's cool for a couple of weeks, but you're going to fall off on oh, the wayside. That's the thing too, is like people can tell yeah. why you're doing something. Yeah. Especially other creatives. Yeah. Like they can tell if you've put effort into this for it to actually mean something or if you're just trying to get a couple bucks. Or if we, like we can go to shows. Yeah. And we know every show is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we won't talk shit. Like the artist could suck at the end of the day, yeah. and, but we're the one who paid already. Yeah. So yeah. the only person who's getting let down is who? Mm-hmm. The person who paid to be see the show. So not the person who got paid to do the show because they already got paid. They just got to show up and do the thing they got paid for. So, Mm -hmm. and you would think after so long doing it, they care too. Yeah. Yeah. They do care. They may think like, you're just taking all my money. No, they care. They care about putting on a good ass show if they're doing it every fucking week. They're doing a job just like you guys do every day, no matter what you do. If you're, if you're working at McDonald's, pushing carts, no matter what you do. They're doing the same thing you do. It just looks a little different. But they're both clocking in and clocking out. So, well, that's good. So, like, I think at the end of the day, is what we're trying to say is just respect yourself just as much as you respect the content that's getting put out. Um, and, and always be stringent on that, man. Like, even with us, yeah. we ask that you be stringent, too. Like, we want to we wanna do our best to create an... Uh, an engaging show that you want to hear some opinions on stuff whether you agree with it or not at the end of the day it keeps you open because yeah. it's like hey maybe I didn't see it that way yeah like yeah like I can I can go all day about this but I know we've only yeah. been on this for like two hours yeah so yeah so <laughs> at the end of the day obviously yeah, yeah guys let's like yeah. like I said this whole thing the episode is just you know what these companies are trying to appeal to when it comes yeah. to creating content so make like I said, shit for good make shit because you want to make shit not because you have, you have the passion for it it's the whole yeah. key the key thing is here is like as long as you have the passion to make something you know do something that you enjoy like make a passion of, make it like your passion project. as long as you are enjoy doing it that's you know, what as long as you enjoy it. Yeah, you're going to have your critics. You're an, yeah. you're an artist. You're, everyone, no gets cri- everyone gets yeah. criticized. So don't be discouraged that you know it's not going to appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is their own critic. You can, the best first critic you should always pay attention is to yourself. It's yourself. Because maybe sometimes you're the, you don't... Comedians. Yeah. If you're, they want to impress everyone... But like you have Can't. to accept this reality. Reality that, that not, not everybody's possible. gonna You're like. Not gonna make everyone laugh. No, yeah. no. You're not gonna make everyone laugh. No. Yeah, exactly. So like I said, hope you guys take her opinions. You know, <laughs> you know. Like I said, we always don't have to agree. You know, we'll agree on certain things, but we don't disagree. This is the whole purpose of this podcast. Was me and Biko have different personalities. We mm-hmm. we got six years of difference, guys. So that kind of like puts in our advantage. But at the same time, it's like we don't always have to like the same things. You know, we always, you know, we'll like the same things. Sometimes we don't like the same things. Right? We watch certain things, watch different types of shows. We're following different type of hobbies. But like you said, like like Big was saying, just you know, create something to appeal to your audience. So like so much stuff on YouTube, which I do enjoy. Yeah. And same thing with Twitch. Like with me, I've been on Twitch for over a year and a half now. I'm going on almost like two years. Yeah. 
And slowly I built up to a good following. It's it just the whole thing was like their affiliate thing is just to get those views up. It's because with me, I'm not playing like the games that people appeal. Like, oh, Apex and yeah. all that stuff. But dude, but that's what's good though is you're setting your own lane for the people who are looking at that. It's like, well, I can't. Well, that's what you were saying earlier. Yeah, you create. You gotta, yeah. you gotta. It's, yeah, like, that's the thing is like now with, that people, there is a actual lane to where you could find some sort of substance between you YouTube that, and Twitch. Yeah, you, you need that core audience. Who's you need that. Yeah. You see time and time with artists like, all I need is 100,000 fans and I'm good because I have my core that understands what the yeah. fuck I'm about. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like you said to yourself, like, I'm not playing the most popular games, but I'm playing mm-hmm. games that I genuinely enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure other people do because it's a game that's being made constantly so mm-hmm. other people do enjoy it. And it's like, what I want to do is reach the same people who like the same shit I do and that's what it is is that like yeah it takes it might take a long time but the fact that as long as you're enjoying it's about the journey it's about the journey so if you enjoy what you're doing and you're doing it it doesn't feel like it takes forever when you're like damn it's been that long that's because you've been enjoying the ride doing it because you're like (laughs) you've already set the envision you sent the intent you planted the seeds all it is is that you gotta continue to water that fucking plant so that's what I'm saying is that like Anything that you're gonna do, the oldest thing in the book, they say anything worthwhile is gonna it's it's hard work. Yeah. So anything worthwhile is gonna it's not easy. So as we see, like everybody wants to be a Twitch streamer, wants to be a YouTuber. Yeah. But but what, like what the said, great thing about it is that yes, everybody can be. Everyone can be. Just so, like the first thing is to do is find something that you're passionate figure about. Figure it out. Yeah, you and you'll figure you'll it figure out. You'll figure it out. In the time, it's yeah. all it takes about is time and dedication is our key to, to thinking things. It's time and dedication. And the great and words is just the two words, right? The two words you need to do it. Do it. Do it. That's it. Just do, do it. it, guys. It's fun. Just do like it. you, right? As much as we don't like them that much <laughs> for the sweatshop bullshit and the whole like, yeah, we'll support Kaepernick just until he doesn't get a contract. But other than that, like, they're not they're not wrong for what their slogan is. Just do it because you never know. Um, and you got one chance at this, what they tell us, so you might as well do it. Why not? All right, guys. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Good episode. That was a good one, guys. Woo! <laughs> yeah, so you can follow the backlog of the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple. Make sure you give us five stars if you want to. Um, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora. And you can check out our merch store at spring.com. We got shirts, especially when it's freaking cold outside. We got Get your mugs ready for coffee time. You got mugs, man, with the logo on there. I am creating creating some new designs. We'll get some new designs (laughs) out there as well. You can follow us on Twitter at poptalking, all one word. And you can follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkingpop. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. Woo!